Welcome to another episode of Local First Podcast. On today's episode, we have Brad Sugars, founder of Action Coach and author of Pulling Profits Out of Your Hat. How are you doing today, Brad? Doing great, buddy. How's things, Rob? I'm doing great. I appreciate you taking the time to come on Local First Podcast today. Well, listen, it's my first time with you, which is pretty exciting. Good to meet all the people on today's session. Very cool. Very cool. So uh, before we get into the book and all the good stuff, um, for the listeners that don't know who you are, you know, give us a little bit of your backstory and, you know, and why you created Action well, Coach. Dang, uh, I've been in business coaching for now 26, almost 26 years. Yeah. Uh, so I started Action Coach uh, when I when I noticed that a lot of my customers I had a, was in the printing business. I noticed a lot of my customers were small business owners and they were struggling and they didn't really know what to do. So, you know, I naturally started teaching and then all of a sudden fell in love with the teaching and they all wanted more help than I could give through seminars. So it was like, okay, how do we do this? And Hey, presto, here we are today, 26 years later with uh, over a thousand offices in, uh, we just opened in Russia. So that's country number 88 for us. That's awesome. That is awesome. So what have been some of your biggest challenges along the way? I think we're probably very similar to most business owners. Um, you know, we have a challenge. You got to get good people. You got to get them, keep them, train them, coach them, manage them. Um, you know, people are either your greatest asset or the biggest pain in the backside. I, I hope to think ours are our biggest asset. Um, you know, I, I think like any business owner, I think for us also, uh, rapid growth. Rapid growth has been a big part of our uh, of our business and especially with international expansion and stuff. So, yeah, that's that's been an interesting challenge. Okay, I would imagine. So describe what success looks like in your business and how did you get oh, there? How did I get here? Uh, lots and lots of very hard work in the beginning and gradually by doing a lot of owner's work, that is the leverage work, the work you do once that pays you back forever, the planning, the systems, all of that stuff. Uh, but putting in that work and building the people and training the people, I'm now at a stage where, well, with Action Coach, uh, I'm, I'm technically the CEO, but not really <laughs> Um, I, I think I might work maybe four or five hours a week there. Um, with my other eight companies, I, I probably do, at most, I'd say I do about 12 hours a week work. So that's what it looks like. Because to, to me, the definition of a business is something that runs without you. If you've got to be there, it's not a business. You've just bought yourself a job and you kind of work for a crazy person. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Like I said, you know, that's one of my goals on the podcast here is to have fun doing the interviews and hiring the producers and the back end to take care of all that stuff that uh, I don't necessarily yeah, like I to do. One of the goals in business is to pick the areas of the business that you really want to do. You know, when you sit down and draw up your organization chart in the beginning of what it should look like and you realize you're in, you know, 50 of the 60 boxes type thing or 50 of the 50 boxes and you say, which are the ones I ultimately want to be in? And it's funny that some people say, well, I'm going to ultimately be the CEO. And for me, I prefer to be the public speaker and the book writer. I don't enjoy being CEO. I enjoy the other things. It's like I've often said to people, sometimes the worst thing you can do is go and be the CEO of your own business. Like, could you imagine if like Roger Federer said, you know, look, I'm going to stop being the tennis player for Roger Federer, Inc. And I'm just going to go and be the CEO of the company. No, he needs to hire a good CEO and he needs to stay doing the thing that makes the company great. Exactly. Exactly. That's right. I'm taking notes down. If you listeners aren't, you need to. So if you could go back in time and start of your business, what advice would you give to your, your oh, younger uh, self? 
You know, I think the first thing I would do is say, go faster, you know, go be, be quicker at it. Don't go so slow. Don't, you know, worry about everything so much. Just go at it and build and build. Um, I think I would also say raise capital. It's, I don't know. I, I, I feel like as a young man, I wore it as a bit of a badge of honor that, uh, uh, you know, here I was thinking that bootstrapping my way through this was cool and I was tough and strong because I didn't need anyone's money or I didn't need to borrow money. Well, yeah, okay, maybe, but maybe I probably, and these days I know if we're going to build a business, we build it with uh, great ideas, but we also like using other people's money. That's a great advice, Brad. Um, give the listeners, you know, two to three things that they should know about Action Coach. Well, I think firstly, I got to recommend my guys there, the local team are doing a phenomenal job and Todd, you know, they, they, they coach business owners. So when you're a business owner or a CEO or a C-level exec, you know, you need to have someone in your corner. And I always say this, and I think it's important to understand business ownership or being a CEO is one of the loneliest jobs in the world because who do you talk to when you got a challenge? You, you, it's not like you go to your bank manager. I mean, you try and hide stuff from your bank manager. It's not like you go to your staff or you don't want to scare your spouse with all of it. So, you know, having a good coach uh, who's in your corner every day, your cheerleader, you're the person that wants you to succeed. I think that's an important part of it. Plus, when that coach has a systematic methodology of helping you grow your business, I think that's an important thing to understand as well. Okay. And from what I understand is that, you know, after talking with Dave Steffen here and Todd Rudit, that their success is based off their client success. Yeah. Look, I think it's really important to understand that the only way a coach succeeds is if the team succeeds or their client succeeds. And, and that's something that I know from day one. It's one of the reasons why as a company, we have a guarantee in place. We guarantee to make people more money than they pay us. I mean, it's not that's not a complex thing. It's the right way to do business. So we've done it that way forever and we'll continue to always do it that way. And I know both of the guys there, they both put in four hours a week of pro bono time coaching business owners for free in the neighborhood that need that help. That's very awesome. Okay. One more question before we get into your book here, Brad, and I was asked to ask you about your dog company and how you were, um, providing dog food for owners. Dang, that goes back a certain ways. Um, so I started a dog food business based on the premise that people wanted good dog food. They wanted it delivered to their house and they didn't have time to get out and get the dog a health check. So we actually employed veterinary nurses. Uh, we had a good manufacturer who made the dog food for us, a, 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 a drier dog food or a moist dry dog food. And the vet nurses would deliver the dog food to your house every six weeks, do a 17-point health check on your dog. And I think probably the biggest thing, I, I learned a lot about marketing in that business because it was all about new customers, always having to get new customers uh, to keep building the business. Every, every new route required new customers. And we did everything from door knocking to radio ads to newspaper ads, TV ads. We did all of them to go out and buy us uh, lots of customers. And I, I use that word buy because when you understand marketing, you understand you got to invest money to buy customers. If you put $1,000 into an ad and it gets you 10 new customers, well, you just spent $100 buying each customer. Question is, are you going to make money out of the back end and make profit out of the back end from, from them? Very cool. And did you have like a, a replacement program for the dogs? 
Oh, that was a, you know, we, you know, I so you've read this story somewhere. We actually had a guarantee that if your dog should ever die while you're a client of ours, we would buy you a new dog. And, uh, I still remember, you know, people would, you know, if their dog passed away, we would definitely get them a new dog. And a lot of them would actually, uh, um, they would uh, opt for a vet, for, for a puppy from the pound type thing from the local shelter. But a lot of the time they wanted a new dog. I mean, it was one of those fun things. And we did, we did it as a fun thing to help people out because, you know, in times of your dog passing away, people were very upset. But uh, also it ended a great lifetime value of customer offer. It helped us uh, keep our customers coming back forever. That's very cool. You were handing out Great Danes, were you? Uh, look, we did prefer to give out big dogs because they ate more food. That was always going to be an interesting one. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a lot of fun. All right. Very cool. I, I, thank you for sharing that, Brad. It means a lot. Um, okay. Let's, let's talk about your book here, uh, Pulling Profits Out of Your Hat. So, you know, what prompted you to uh, write this book? Well, interestingly enough, it was sitting with a buddy of mine who was just, we were talking business. He owns his own business. And he said, you know what? It just seems like magic the way companies like, you know, uh, Apple and and Amazon and Ikea. and It just seems like magic the way they all make so much profit. And I just looked at him. I said, you don't really believe that, do you? You know, magic is a system. Everything in business is a system. And he said, well, okay, so what's the system? I said, okay, let me sit down. So I went back to the drawing board and I sat with one of my top coaches, Monty White. I said, listen, we got to look at our clients who are growing with what, what I call exponential growth. It means they're multiplying year on year on year. Their business is growing and growing very well. They're not doing that grow plateau thing or grow, dip, grow again, dip again type thing. They're just year on year growth. So what's the difference between them and the average business. And that's really what we came up with in pulling profits out of a hat. Uh, I, I named it that because it was like, you know, adding profits to your business isn't magic. That was sort of my theory. So we're pulling the profits out of a hat. is like pulling a rabbit out of a hat kind of thing. It's a system. It's a way of following things. There's five disciplines we came up with. And what are the, what are those five disciplines? Uh, five disciplines are uh, not in no particular order, just the order I'm remembering them off today. Strategy, uh, business development, people, execution, and mission. These five areas, when these five disciplines, when a company is disciplined in those five areas, we get real results and consistent and persistent growth in that business. Now, who's this book designed for? Is it for, for anybody? Is it for small businesses, mid-sized, large businesses? You know, any business person that wants to grow themselves, first and foremost, so managers, leaders, CEOs, owners, but also for people who want to hit the bottom line, obviously. That's why it's called pulling profits. It's all about if you're if you're accountable for getting that bottom line to grow, this is something you need to understand. Very cool. So how do you um, individuals get a hold of this book? I know we're in pre-release right now. I just got an email today uh, saying that uh, my book is going to be here in early April. So um, I'll put it in yeah. the show notes. I believe I got it here. So how do people get a hold of this book? Easiest way is pullingprofits.com or they can jump on Amazon and pre-order there. But pullingprofits.com is a very simple way for them to find us. Okay, very good. And there's a lot of good information on that website as well. And I'll put that into the show notes for the listeners as well, Brad. That would be fantastic. Very cool. So do you have anything else that you want to add on about that book? 
You know, I think that it's really, if, if I can just delve into one simple area, like the people area, when we look at growing a business, if you grow your people the right way, they grow the business for you. When you build people, so how you recruit, hire, train, keep and mentor, motivate, manage and lead those people. These is just one area that we look at. You know, it took me 370 pages to get this information down because I didn't want people to just understand what to do. I want to understand exactly how to do it, too. Is it more about, you know, getting the right people? Is it about building culture, uh, skill sets? You know, it is, what part of that is, you know, more important? You know, the answer to that is uh, D, all of the above. Uh, there, there is no, and this is why there's five disciplines that make this work. When companies are really good at one or two of the disciplines or one or two areas of people, management, and leadership, they do good, but they can never do great. Does that make sense? It's like- yes. Too often we, we, we focus in on one or two things and we forget that it's the balancing act of all of these things. It's, you know, it's running a great business is almost a juggling act in a lot of ways. Yes, it is. There's so many things that's going on. And, you know, like, and when we're talking about this right here, Brad is like running my podcast right now. This is one of the things that um, I'm going to let go of this year that I am going to put people in place. So like, like you said in the beginning that, I don't have to be here to run the business. I get to do the fun things of interviewing people and let everybody else do the back end things for me. I agree with you a hundred percent. You know, with action coach, there's two things I love teaching and writing my books. They're the two things I love doing. So guess what? They're the two things I do nowadays. I have people to do all the rest. My CEOs run the businesses and, and I get to do the fun bits. Very awesome. Are there any day-to-day practices that have contributed to your success and ha- happiness? You know, I think uh, many years ago, I, I, I was one of those people who took work home with me all the time. I don't know if you ever met anyone like oh, that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so what I had to learn to do at the end of the day to let go was actually write a list of the things I needed to achieve and do the following day. And funnily enough, by doing that, my productivity went up 20, 30% on average. And I got to go home and not be thinking about everything all the time. My brain could switch off for a bit. I could be with my family and actually enjoy my life uh, when I left work. Because, you know, the idea or the, the, the principle of having a business is to build something that works without you or build something that makes money whether you show up or not. Exactly. And that's so true. And I think a lot of us out there, entrepreneurs that have a hard time letting go of the things that they should be letting go of. And like you said, not taking it home with them. Yeah, look, I I can't stress enough to business people, to, to entrepreneurs, the ability to focus in when you're at work and to be out of it when you're not there and give your brain that space to relax and, and get ready for the next day. That has been a key factor to, you mentioned success and happiness. And I think that the two of them go hand in hand in that front. That's very cool. So if you could give, you know, the listeners some advice out there that's, that's looking to get into coaching, um, what nuggets would they give, give them to share, you know, and get them started? Oh, if they're looking to become a coach, I think first and foremost, you got to check one thing. Do you love helping other people? The best coaches in the world all come with one simple principle. They love helping others. Um, And and I think that's first and foremost. The second is what you got to look for is um, what is the system? And this is why, you know, with Action Coach, one of our biggest things in growth around the world is inviting new partners on board. And we get real excited about it because when we find someone that really does love helping others, it makes it a lot of sense for us to have them join our team. Very cool. So who's got you or what's the one thing that's got you fired up about the future? 
Oh, dang. I don't know if I can give you one thing. Um, you know, look, I got five kids. So that if that doesn't fire me up, I don't know what will. Um, but I, I, I just love the fact that every day I get to wake up and find out who else, is, who else we've helped around the world. I know that sounds a little cheesy to some people, but when you've reached a level of success that it's no longer about your success anymore, it's about your team and how well they're doing and your clients and how well they're doing and what they're achieving. Like to me, that's kind of the, the win of the moment. When my kids are successful and my team is successful, that's kind of the biggest wins for me. Nice. That's nice. That doesn't sound cheesy at all. Who's been one of your greatest mentors in your life? Oh, she's narrowing it to one. I would say if I had to narrow it to one, it would be, I can't, I can't do one. I would say my dad, my dad is one of the most uh, street smart people I know and taught me that. And Mr. Jim Rohn, E. James Rohn, R-O-H-N for, for Rohn. Jim passed away many years ago now, but dang, if he wasn't the smartest business philosopher that ever existed, I, I don't know who was. I, I'd have to agree with you. I got many of his books um, in, in my library. So I go back to them every once in a while and refresh and read through them. I mean, I can, I can listen to old recordings of Mr. Rohn from back in the 70s and 80s, week in and week out. The guy is just full of gen. I remember putting on my Facebook page one time, the 50 best quotes in my mind of his and People were like, how do you get 50 quotes? It was like, how did I narrow it down to only 50? The guy's a genius. Exactly, exactly. So this next segment next segment here is uh, we're going to do some rapid fire questions, Brad. But before we get into that, uh, you get to ask me one question, any question, and I'll do my best to answer it. You know, uh, uh, my question is a real simple. What, how do people get the most out of podcasts? That's a great question. The, they get the most out of it when they pick a topic that they are passionate about and they want to learn about. And, you know, you, there's so much out there to listen to and you really got to want to listen to it and, and get involved about the podcast. And the really cool thing about a podcast is what, what I do, what I do is story-based podcasting. So it's not an infomercial. It's not fact telling. It's about the story behind action coach. So we get to look more, we get to learn more about you than we might normally would just anywhere right. else. And we can turn it on and turn it off and come back to it and, you know, really get the most out of it and get more information, go get a book and it carries on. So there's so many different things that you can do with it that, you know, that's what really has got me excited about podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love being on podcasts and, and videos and stuff like that because I find two great things about it. One is I get to just have a chat with someone. And when you're just communicating through a chat, you find out some amazing things or you come up with some amazing stuff. And second is it lives forever. It'll live online forever. And people yeah. can learn from us 20 years from now. That, that is so true. And then, you know what? It's, it's a conversation. You know, even though, you know, before this, you know, we, you know, talked pretty much through your assistant, but, you know, now I'm getting to learn more about you. And like I said, I've been taking notes through this entire podcast, and I'm sure that I'm going to come back to this myself and, you know, again, learn more from it as well as the listeners will too. Fantastic. Love it. All right. So I'm, I'm going to go through a couple of rapid fire questions and you probably know this is no right or wrong answers. If you could give a TED talk outside of your expertise, let's say action coach, what would it be on? Parenting, how to be a good parent, how to be a good parent. Okay. What would, what would be go a little bit, a little deeper into that? Just a little bit, you know, uh, the title of it would be kids spell love T I M E. Nice. Um, 
You know, you don't need to buy them a new Xbox. You need to spend some time on the current Xbox with them. Exactly. Um, exactly. You know, with five, with five kids is something that you learn is that time invested is the most important thing. You know, people say, oh, my teenagers don't tap, chat to me. That's because you didn't chat to the 10 year old. OK, remember that. Right. How has a failure or a parent failure set you up for later success? Uh, early on in life, I did not have good uh, financial management systems in one of my businesses. Uh, now I have great financial management systems in the business. So it's helped me become a great investor. And uh, yeah, I think that's probably the simplest answer. Okay. Uh, what is something you believe other people think is insane? Uh, Australians. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Sometimes people think you Australians are kind of crazy. It's like, well, yeah, you know, our whole life is about having fun. Our whole life is about enjoyment. Um, you know, I, I always joke that 200 years ago, the English sent all the fun people to Australia. Yeah, there you uh, go. That was us convicts, you know, there, there we go. <laughs> all right. One more. If you could have a gigantic billboard with anything on it, what would it say? Oh, a giant mechanic billboard. Love you, honey. It'd be love for my you, wife. Yeah, it'd be for my wife and to tell her I love her and make sure everybody in the world knew that. That is awesome. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and, and wrap this up. Any last requests for the audience and any last parting words? All I say is this. I called my company Action Coach for a reason. It's not listening to podcasts that makes you successful. It's doing stuff from what you learn at them. So get to work. Come up with one or two things and just pick those one or two things and go. Go for it. Very good. Um, Brad, I really thank you for being on Local First Podcast. Make sure everyone goes to polling. What is it? Pollingprofitsoutofyourhat.com. Is that what it's called? That's it. Pulling profits. You got to pull them out of the hat if you want the profits. So there you go. Get that book. Is there any uh, promo code that you want to give the listeners or is it just go to there and, and order it? You know, we are in pre-order right now. And uh, so we're just ordering away. We're having a lot of fun with it. There you go. I know I got mine on order. So you got to get yours on order too. Thank you so much, Brad, for being on Local, for, po Local First Podcast. Buddy, thanks for having me. And thanks for taking care of my great action coaches, Todd and Dave. Let's keep the conversation going. You can find me by searching Local First Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Also head over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave some comments. You also have the opportunity to request to have a guest or topic for Local First Podcast. For any of the books or resources talked about on these episodes, head over to localfirstpodcast.com. Click on the resources tab. I also want to thank Exacta Corp for Studio One. Until next time, it's your host, Rob Kohansky.